continuing the conversation with Dan Osmond with perception versus reality. Enjoy. I think also as 100% because here's the thing. What we don't learn, again, the same thing we're talking about, but what we don't learn is how Job acquired all this stuff. Because, I mean, both of us, I think we've had this discussion before where we were like, man, you know, before, I I mean, we have, we um, we talked about when people talk about, yeah, you've got to grind and so on and so forth. Everybody now, oh yeah, you got to grind. And in someone's eyes, you know, oh, they got to grind. But like T.B. Jake said, for example, he said, most people, when they say you got to grind, they're, they're tweeting that or, or, or putting an IG or Facebook from the bed. Mm-hmm. Whereas most people who are actually grinding, that's something they have to remember to go post because it's part of their purpose that, hey, I want people to be able to be inspired by this. Right. We're sitting there and we're reading or we're, we're taking a perception. Man, this is actually kind of crazy. We're taking a perception that is beyond our comprehension. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because there's lessons in that getting to that point that we don't even know. It was probably much easier for Job to lose all this stuff based on, and again, this is probably, and this is uh, assumption, but based on if he gathered all this stuff on his faith in God and following through the, the, the lessons of God and doing what Job had to do to get there, it's kind of like the Goggins. Again, a lot of people forget that before he ran, was it 200 miles or whatever, and taped up his feet and had broken feet and all that stuff, what a lot of people don't realize is he had already been a Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. means that your mind has crossed the border of impossibility many freaking times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Body has learned the, the, what it can actually do. Like right now. I've put on some weight. I mean, when I was running miles and miles and miles and miles and miles, I was, I was, I think about 186 pounds or so. And I think at my biggest, 195. And I was still able to run extra amount of miles as people skinnier than me were like, what the heck? Right now, at probably about 50, 60 pounds of muscle more than that, I still know that if I went out there right now and decided I was going to go run five to 10 miles, I could. Why? Because there's muscles that I've built that most people have no idea of from running way over that before. Mm. So again, it's, it'll be easier for me and somebody will come out and go, man, and take that dedication and whatever and go, I'm going to go do that. They'll run a half a mile. They will fall. They will give up and they'll be in a worse place than before because now they think they're hopeless. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the truth of the matter is that that like if I was to to share a real story a real story of who I am none of the BS none of the hey I want to look good blah 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 I would say look when I first started running I could not run a mile and when I finally ran a mile I ran a mile in about I think it was like 14 minutes most people could lay down on the ground and roll that in a, in a mile. And then after that, went through a whole period of, of military and this and that and the other thing, not eating sometimes, knowing how there's so many things that come to being able to run 15 miles at a time or 30 miles or whatever it is. And now 
to anyone that just sees somebody running out there, running some crazy amount of whatever, they just see, wow, I've meant, and, and it's, and it's inspirational, but I think inspiration based on partial perception without understanding that it's partial perception is very dangerous. It's funny that you said something like that. I, I cling to where you said you could probably do, you put on 50, 60 pounds of muscle and everything like that. So people automatically will perceive because there's more there that you can't, you can't do as avidly that particular task, which is interesting to me. And that's kind of like spiritual where it's like, okay, now of course this life is going on and now you put on some more weight or you put on some more responsibility or you put on some more whatever or something happened to really try to bog down, you know, what you perceive to not be able to do anymore and then you're still able to do it. You're still able to kind of run its course and everything. You're still able to kind of do everything, you know, not that it's not a challenge or anything like that or whatever, but then it's like you're still able to go from one thing to another. It's like, how do you do that? you know, how or whatever. And then, you know, but then I'm like, but that's an individual thing because somebody else probably wouldn't be able to do that if they if they did the same or had the same kind of uh, parameters and be well, like, I, well, it's kind of slowed it down or whatever like that. So then it's like, you are you. Like, so then you're conditioned a certain way and everything like that. So then they don't know the journey of it. They don't know if it went down or dipped or up and down or whatever the case may be. And that's why I think a lot of times, I don't say like we have to expose everything or whatever, but then I think the willingness to be able to be like, well, there was a journey there. There was a, there was some kind of journey in between there or there was some something that actually happened. Like you said, David Goggins, he started out as you know Navy SEAL before all that, but people don't look into the backstory of what actually is there, like just on the course of what whatever the journey actually is, whether it's a fitness journey, whether it's a spiritual journey, whether it's a you know a financial journey or whatever. It's like it doesn't really necessarily you know because this happened and because it looks good now and because I look good in it that it don't mean that it was it wasn't necessarily a journey people i think right now automatically want it to be what it is or want <laughs> it to be perceived as what the end game is and that's just not that's just I, not something that's reality john i think i think i think it's 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 it comes down again to i truly understanding what it means to be humble yeah. because when a person is like Let's take someone who has lost everything. They've lost their reputation because they were busted doing something that was jacked up. They they've lost their they've lost this, they've lost that, blah blah. They have no choice but to be humble. As a matter of fact, they're disgraced. Mm-hmm. And when you when you like the the one thing that makes us capable of being who we would like to be is 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 suffering and messing up and not being as great as we thought we were and so on and so forth. And I think that we can both say, even at this point in our lives where we feel like we've gotten a little bit further than where we were, or we and quite frankly, a lot of the thing, like a lot of where we are right now, I think is, is where we want it to be. We've just kind of forgotten it because 
as you get there, your humility actually grows and you realize certain things about yourself. You realize certain things that certain things that you have to uh, adjust to make yourself to, to be able to grow like that self-awareness, self-awareness comes with a lot of, I believe, I believe when you're truly self-aware, you become, you become proud of understanding yourself, but you also understand and get very humbled because you understand what it takes to be where you are. And like you're saying, like it's an individual thing, like, yeah, I, you know, I, I may be able to do it. Look, someone who hasn't ran in a while, just like I, or who hasn't ran at all and is in the same shape, running shape that I am right now, probably won't be able to go as far, not because of the body, because the body is what it is. You don't work it out on a certain thing all the time. You go do a lot of weights and don't, don't do cardio, your cardio goes down. But why would someone who's done it before be able to actually push a little bit further and get somewhere? Simply because they've gone through the moments of humility. They have already done the run where they gave up a quarter mile in. They've already done the run where they gave up a mile and a half in. But when you give up a mile and a half in, the reason why you were able to go that mile and a half is because you learned the lessons from the quarter mile. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I think it comes to, that's where like if we actually understood the power in our, in our journey, like you were saying, mm-hmm. and the power in the journey is not the cool parts. Like, you know, we can sit here today and have these conversations on, on a podcast. But quite frankly, a year or two ago, if we'd done the same thing, we would have come up with a whole crock of crap that we thought sounded great, that would help nobody because we haven't gone through it. Right, exactly. And then we'll be having these discussions about how great we are and lying about some things and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And then get someone another fake for, um, you know, um, for perception and then they fail. Very true. Very and so true. we do less, we, we, we do more damage to a person by not knowing what we're talking about than we do by simply saying, hey, look, and when you say perception, I think that we ought to go from the outside perception and literally get into that inside perception. Because right now I can say strongly that if someone listens to this conversation, what they'll hear is probably some people, and hopefully what they hear is some people speaking on some truths and so on and so forth, and probably would think, wow, these guys, man, they they must have these conversations and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But what they know is we do have these conversations. Half of our conversations that we're having end up being something like this. We just don't record it. Yeah, right. also have conversations that are very real. Sometimes I'll call you and it's just, Brother, things are just crazy right now. And we have a conversation about that. And that's what people don't see, which is those two parts make us exactly who we are and are the reason why we are where we are right now. But it's inward perception. Yeah, because it's kind of like, that's why I wanted to do this. Like having many conversations and many of my, many of my conversations are like this or very much trying to like learn. Like it's not, it's very much the intention like, of being like well, we don't have a topic or something like that but something is actually going on so then something is brought up and then usually there's some kind of epiphany that happens during the course of that conversation and usually it's like wow or it's usually a testimonial of remember where we were you know remember where this was and then just kind of evolving and then even gaining even a little bit more because I can truly 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 I truly know that even my concept of like corporate America and who I was there as far as like 
being a manager and stuff like that or whatever and who I had to be versus who I necessarily probably corely wanted to be inside. I didn't want to be a manager. And like corely, if I really look at my makeup, I didn't want to be that, but I did because, but I did want to be that instantly, but it was very vain. It was a very vain thing that I wanted to be. But then I, and Corley, if I really recognized who I was, Corley, I didn't want to be that. I didn't want to be that guy. It just was a, <laughs> something that labeled myself as just to be able to like try to, you know, invoke self power. And I was like, wow. Like, but I got, to, but then the thing is, the beautiful thing is, I got to a chance to encounter um, business owners. Black mm-hmm. business owners and people that uh, are of power and everything like that and got to know strategies and stuff that I never would have, you know, done. I created my own position, you know, something that I don't really, I'm going to say unheard of, but it was something that I got passionate enough about an industry that I don't necessarily love. I hated it. I hated the industry or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then I learned how to be innovative I, and I learned how to develop strategies and everything. So I want to say it was for nothing. But my original intention was not really honest. It was like, but that it, but it wasn't what I wanted to be. But then I'm like, wow, on the other end, I can see myself as a business owner. It's not like because you are a business owner, because you are a CEO, not because of that. It's because I can see it. I can feel it. And I know that's who I am. So I know eventually that's something that will actually happen for me, but not because you are one or not because I feel like that's a powerful thing. And I think a lot of people are doing things because they feel like it's going to be perceived a certain way as power, powerful. And then that's why they fail. That's why they fail. Man, I I, I agree with you so much because it brings me to the topic, actually, of social media, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, if, like, we've we've come to to the age of likes and approvals, right? When, truthfully, if there's anybody, uh, this this is that thing, the whole thing with Will and Jada uh, and, and Jada Pinkett. Oh God! Right. Jesus, Let me tell you something. Hour. <laughs> I, I know, I know, and and I only have so much time because I have to rush off soon. But um, the 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 greatest thing about that conversation that they had for me was I had always thought. Man, these guys have a really strange relationship, but they have something that is perfect and it works for them. After this happened, I listened to a lot of um, talks that, that, um, or speeches that Will had given. And all of a sudden, a lot of the things he said became very, 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 very personal. Because I realized he's probably going through this crap. And they probably had their issues too, right? But if he had put that out before, that would have been ridiculous. Like he would have had to climb his way. Yeah, he, he would have climbed his way out and probably been on top and been able to say some things. But we're so judging as people now that you're very right. Is it truly, is it, I guess the question is, when we're doing things, right? Like you talked about having passion for what you were doing after the fact and figuring out whatever. When we're doing things that are labeled for us, right? We 
try to become those labels. And we end up a lot of times losing the true power of who we are, which may be a lot of compassion, a lot because compassion, the, the system is not made for compassionate people to survive. If you're a manager and you're too compassionate, so and so, but generally you get fired. Mm-hmm. You're, you're kind of looking at this and other So I guess it brings me to the question of, you're right. It's, are we, in the Bible it says, don't throw your pearls before the swine. Mm-hmm. And who you truly are is a massive pearl. Yeah. And that pearl is like, it's, it carries a lot. A lot of embarrassing stories and a lot of great stories. Yeah. Are we, are we premature in assuming that we can just be exactly who we are all the time? And I, I, there's a second part to this, which is I feel like when we accept things to do that aren't things that we should be doing, Mm-hmm. we end up trying to become something that we really have no business becoming. Right. And then we have to go back later on to go back to who we are and restart the process to be who we're going to be. Or if we're lucky like you, we're able to actually at some point find a way to marry who we truly are if we haven't lost it. Right. Right. And that's, that's the key, I believe. I think that is the definite key. I know you have to go, so but that's the that's the definite key of how that is married. Like if you really truly are being honest with yourself and everything as far as how to dissect it, and people say that I overthink a lot, I do, but I think it makes it it makes me figure things out a lot better. You know that married with you know my relationship with God and be like, what does this mean? What does this mean? Why did you allow this to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, why did you allow me to become this person or become this or whatever? Because then if I'd be like, well, that was for no reason, that's just unbelievably untrue because it mm-hmm. wouldn't have happened. It wouldn't have happened if it wasn't supposed to happen. And the gracious thing about God is that he always makes a purpose for whatever is done. He always makes a purpose in spite of if you were in the wrong place or in the wrong position or whatever. I can never really call it wrong, even though I say wrong. Like, it's just, it still is a purpose of it being done. I've been blessed from things that I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily was the perfect plan for me. You know, I've been blessed, like met certain people and made certain connections or whatever in situations that are questionable (laughs) or whatever. And then... (laughs) It's it's so true, man. Like, why why do when people get in a fight with someone, and the person kicks their butt, right? Mm-hmm. Why is it that today, a lot of the times, the next step from that is the person goes, the person who got the butt kick goes home, gets a gun, and comes back and shoots mm-hmm. shoots this other person. Mm-hmm. It's it's nothing but ego. When the true lesson in that is, if you want to be on the level of that person. You gotta go train. You gotta go get these lessons. You gotta go do X, Y, Z. You've gotta go do all the things that this person has done. And maybe you can come back and be a better match for the person. But when when you feed into your ego, all of a sudden, your perception, again, day and night, the sun starts shining on another whole part of the issue instead of what you should really be looking at, which is the whole issue. It looks at the fact that you've been embarrassed, 
looks at the fact that this and that. So now your perception is that to save face, you got to come back and shoot this person. When mm-hmm. truthfully, that perception is a very outward perception, which is not going to get you any fans or people because you end up going to jail instead of anything. And you didn't learn the darn thing, and you're still exactly the were who got his butt kicked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, though, perhaps you are that weak person, but you've got other strengths that can actually help you get over something oh, somewhere. Man. You might find out later on, my job is not really to go fight this guy, but I've got the gift of wit. I can make this guy cry without mm-hmm. ever touching him. Mm-hmm. That's your power. But you're so stuck in your ego and what you're trying to build that you want to be this thing, which is not really who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why I say when it comes to this talk, because this when we talk about perception and all that stuff initially, I, I didn't really think it was going to go in this um, direction. But, <laughs> I, I, well, as most of our conversations go. Yeah. But it really, it really has come to let me realize something. Again, even in our relationship right now, I do not, I don't speak to you as I'm trying to impress you on something. Right. And it's, right. it's anyone listening to this podcast who think we're both trying to impress each other. That's exactly how we talk. <laughs> All the time. Right. And it's also because you know my weaknesses. There's times when I call you for advice on things. Sometimes you call me for advice. Sometimes we just call each other just to say, hey, this is what we did. Oh, we're proud of something. And we say, and I think that that has made for such a much more enriching and learning process, not because I'm focused on what you think about me, right? but because right. I'm focused on learning more about myself and simply sharing it with you. Mm-hmm. Trust it to me. Yes, yes. I think that's the dangerous part is throwing your pearls in front of somebody who, when you're not well grounded enough in who you are, if you throw it to the wrong person, that person will kill your entire vibe and you won't even be able to continue to be who you are. Yes. And this can prove that if you have the right people, that's why I really feel like you do have to consider, you know, because I always tell people or tell brothers mainly that you know there is somebody out there there are people out there that you can converse with that's what the format of this is where it's just like you can have these conversations you can call you can whatever and you don't have to feel or be alone in it or be intimidated by that moment it can just be what it is like you said like and then sometimes we don't it's not the intention like i'm calling you john because of this or i'm calling you dan because of this or whatever specifically because men we don't do that anyway a lot of times we just kind of like, okay, we're guided to a situation or we're ended up in it because God knows we need it. So then we, we, we get put in it and then we get put in a conversation that we need and be like, all right, now I can take it. I can take this and whatever. And sometimes I don't automatically activate, but it still swims in there. People don't trust in their, their own intellect and their own brain power that is still going to sit there. Things that yeah. you said, even in a bad moment, if you're not going to make that mistake 10 to 15 more times, it's still something that sits there. Like, I'm accountable to these conversations. I'm accountable to your thoughts or whatever. Not because, like you said, not because I'm fearful, like, oh, he's going to catch me or Dan's going to be like, think of, no, not, it's not there anymore. It's, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, now it's informational. It's education. We're teaching each other. You know, that's yeah. what, you know, brotherhood and that's what friendship is teaching each other two different two different areas two different lives 
but then still teaching, you know, each other and being able to just, you know, kind of, I don't know, just, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate these kind of, kind of deals. I, I've, 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 I've appreciated you. I think my true appreciation for you and our relationship came at the point when we were real with each other. Because before that, we did have some very you know, enlightening, great conversations. And if you're any kind of, uh, you know, um, what's the word, sapiosexual, as they say, you know, you, um, you end up being very turned on by discussions. Mm-hmm. And I turned obviously I'm talking about mentally stimulated. But <laughs> at the end of the day, it 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 truly like I think I think it's one of the best things I've ever heard was I was, I was talking to someone, uh, an older friend of mine, and you know, we we're going back and forth, and he says to me, because I, I was talking about, you know, at the time it was about, you know, women and blah blah, and he's you know, we're talking about, you know, how his how he met his person and so on and so forth. And I'm thinking, I said, man, I said, you know what? You know, I, I, I got to really meet the right person because with the right person in life, blah, blah. And I'm going back and forth going, he didn't say much. And he said something I would never forget. He said, if you want the right person, you need to become the person that that right person needs, yeah. which is you need to become you the best that you can. Yeah. And that, change because it took it away from just a girl Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it brought it down to a lot of things which is right now i mean without expecting to do it or actually quite wanting to do or even knowing anything about it i think that we both became exactly what the other needs that's why we can have these conversations and it's not because we wanted to do something to impress the other person but because we just literally we were very introspective, which allows, I mean, once, once all the cards are on the table, a person can see you for your greatness and also see you for your flaws, support you in your flaws if you need that support, and also help you to, because it is, look, a candle is only lit at the top and only a small part of the wick is lit at any given point in time. If the entire candle was on fire, it would be a bonfire and it would end pretty fast. Very true. Mm-hmm. But we, the, the power of that light, that light can light a thousand different candles. A thousand different candles. And so if we concentrate on shining the light so hard, naturally our lives will reveal that wick for us and remove the wax as we go. Right. But we have to be focused on lighting the part of us that we can it makes sense to me I don't know if it makes sense in, 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 so at the end of the day like we're in a place where we are an entire candle when you buy a candle you don't buy a candle for the wax and for this candlestick you buy for the light it can provide right the right. candle spends all its time thinking about how it's not using all its potential and it's all this 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 wax there and all this you know, wick there and it could have been blown up blah 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 you, you, you make it because your life is revealed as you age. And one day you age to the point where there's no more wax, there's no more wick, and then you're dead. But until then, we almost have to trust God to do his thing, trust the process, and accept that we are a candle. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And that perception, believe it or not, too, and you're a candle, you see the world in a certain way. You yeah. like the world in a certain way. But also nobody, if you don't pretend that you're a blowtorch, you understand that you're a candle, then nobody expects to use you to weld stuff. Mm-hmm. However, somebody else is a blowtorch and they don't have a light. And you could light that thing and all of a sudden you're able to do that mm-hmm. by proxy. And I think I think that it, it, it's funny because we're talking about the perception of people to us and so on and so forth. And I think at the end of this conversation, in our usual fashion of things, that I'm of the strong belief that one of the biggest things that we really need to start doing is truly looking at ourselves and having a perception of ourselves that encapsulates the whole. Which means we have to have various perceptions of us to understand exactly how it all comes together. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 I don't know, but I think I think that's like one of the things that makes us who we are. Because if we could all just be who we are without judgment, I guess the other part of it that we need to do for other people is, and it's in the Bible. It's in every, almost every holy book you can imagine. Don't judge. Right. Doesn't mean don't see nonsense. It just means spend less time judging, more time loving, because you can cultivate a lot more that way. Right, and in a sense, it's in a judgment because it's obvious that we we can't avoid the judgment factor of something. But then it's like, how do you actually convey that judgment? How do you how do you actually what are you doing about it? Like you're. What are you doing? Because if something that actually arises in you as a quote unquote judgment or something, what is that doing? You know, what is it doing? And then if you're involved with the person that you are invoking that judgment upon, are you in, are you helping that person get to the next step of their phase? Are you are you looking at yourself? Is there a reason, you know, why that judgment is coming up for you for something? Is there something you need to individually learn or something that's the type of thought process needs to, to, to be able to be conveyed it's kind of like like you said we need to be the light like we are the light or whatever so then it's like whatever we're doing is the example although we're looking at others to be examples as well but we're looking at each other it's kind of like you know that circle that circle that is around like okay i'm looking at you but then my light might dim or whatever so that I might need you to light me a little bit. You know, I might need you to light me up a little bit more or whatever like that because mine may be dwindling more. So now I need you to, you know, give me a little bit more, you know, or whatever, you know, just to be able to hold it up just a little bit more. And that's why I said, like, if those judgments come up, if those perceptions or if those things come up or whatever, then I think we're intended because we are in each other's circle that we're intended mm-hmm. to share it. We're intended to be able to educate and be able to light yeah. each other's fire. You know? I agree. And I think that we ought to put, we ought not to, like when we try to present ourselves a certain way, we end up putting filters on our own image that we're putting out. And then, mind you, those filters are accepted by another media, which has its own filters. So by the time what we thought we were putting out gets to the reception area, it's not, it's not, it's nothing like, it's like Obamacare. It's nothing like what we were putting out. Mm-hmm. And, and I think like, for example, if you take a picture, like why do we take pictures on cell phones? We take the picture first and we go back and we put all these crazy filters on it. 
Because if you take the picture with the preset fi- uh, uh, um, filters and the camera, you're dealing with a lesser picture. No matter how nice you thought that picture was when you took it with that filter on, you've lost the true color of it and you will not gain it back. And the only thing people can do with it is mess with what you gave them, which is flawed. Although to you, it may look great. You know, I don't know. <laughs> but once again, we've had a total conversation that went a whole way I did not expect. <laughs> I love it, though. So I know you got to go. I do. I do I have to go to the mechanic shop, not the police. Anybody wants to spend their morning. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming. You were my longest one so far, as usual. Yeah, well, what did you think? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Okay. Uh, well, listen, I'll, I'll get off now, but I will, I will talk again. Okay. All right. All right, bye. Later. I hope you enjoyed that, and you will continue on our conversation series for next time with Simple Talk. Have a blessed day.